refuse to believe that. I, I... For all the times that I have said that to you, I am as certain about this as you have ever been. I have cancer. Hello, and welcome to Condensed Truth, the Essential X-Files podcast. I'm your host, Shelby. And I'm Laura. And this week, we have a guest. Tori is back. Hello, Tori. Hello. Happy to be back. Welcome. Yeah. Um, it's it's kind of funny because um, I asked you to be on because we had a guest that couldn't make it. But I did forget that you're coming on next week to talk, uh, or not next week, but next time to talk uh, small potatoes. <laughs> Double Tori. <laughs> oh my God, exciting. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, this is a double double Tory oh uh, experience. <laughs> this week we are talking season four, episode fourteen. I think yes, episode fourteen, uh, "Momento Mori," which is Latin for. Wait, I looked it up and I forgot it. Remember, you die or <laughs> yeah. something. Remember that yeah. you'll die. I did take like four years of Latin. Yeah. Um, you did. I forgot I, all of it. I can <laughs> confirm because we were in the same Latin class. Yeah, I just copied Laura's notes and uh, <laughs> kind of memorized the translations to get a C. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, so I can see. recognize your handwriting mile away. <laughs> uh, but this episode is written by Chris Carter, Frank Spotnitz, Vince Gilligan, and John Scheiben, and directed by Rob Bowman. And you might be like, oh, it also aired February 9th, 1997. And you might be thinking, that's a lot of writers for one episode. And that is a lot of writers. And it, there are a lot of writers because they wrote this episode in two days. Um, <laughs> so, uh, interesting. So what, what had happened was that Darren Morgan was supposed to write one more episode. And then he told them like a week before they were supposed to have his episode that he didn't have an episode, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and so Frank, Vince, and John... Wrote this over a weekend. And then they, because they wanted to have something to give to the crew to prep and everything. And then over Christmas, Chris Carter rewrote some of it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why there are so many writers. Uh, this episode was nominated for writing, I believe, um, an Emmy for writing. And this is the episode Jillian Anderson submitted for her uh, Emmy consideration, and she won her Emmy for season four because they gave her cancer. Congrats to Jillian. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I watched the, like, commentary by Frank Spotnitz for this episode, and he said, like, in the writer's room, there were people that were, like, a little unsure about giving Scully cancer. They thought it'd be, like, too melodramatic, which, like... It's the X-Files. <laughs> <laughs> like, they kept insisting this show wasn't melodramatic, and I'm like... But it is, though. It like, is. not before this, too. <laughs> it gets worse at points, mm -hmm. but it it always has been a bit melodramatic. Right. <laughs> Just lean into it, Frank. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I think that's all of my little deets out of the way. And so the plot is essentially Scully gets cancer, and she's trying to deal with that, and Mulder's trying to figure out how or why or... 
how to cure her or why she got cancer and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it, it is kind of funny because like once you realize it was like written by three different people <laughs> and like you're like, OK, I can see it. Like you oh, watch yeah. the episode and you're like, this does feel like it's several episodes kind of switched together. It feels but not in a bad it way. It feels weird that this episode came about because they didn't have an episode because it feels so like integral <laughs> to the plot of the right. show. It- that they would have like exactly. had this episode planned out more yeah. ahead of time than they did. That's weird. Wow. Yeah, they they did plan the like idea to give Scully cancer, but they kind of were forced to do it. Like, I don't know if it was necessarily earlier than they wanted. Maybe they wanted it to be like a season ender or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they did set this up in season three with all the other women who were abducted and removed their chips. Also got the same type of cancer. Um, so we open with. A very, like, white light, you know, simulation of death going towards the white light. But actually, it's Scully in her um, hospital gown looking at her. It's not an x-ray. Is it an MRI? Or is it an x-ray? It looks Doesn't like look an x-ray. Like, I don't think it's they an x-ray. X-ray. They x-ray your head. They x-ray. They can x-ray your head. Okay. Well, I didn't know if it was bad MRI for the brain. Like an x-ray? It- no. So it's like magnets and x-rays are like... Yeah, so an x-ray uses like x-rays to take images using of like the, bones. Yes, so true. Okay, I'm just going to go into it. a picture of that. Yeah, and an MRI, like maybe it is like a still from an MRI or something. Right. I don't know how MRIs looked basically in the 90s, but like an MRI uses a giant magnet to get a look at like the inside of your body. So like all of your soft tissues and your bones, there's like some really disturbing images. If you look up like why we do sonograms of babies and not MRIs of babies, um, it's like terrifying to see like a fetus, an MRI of a fetus, but um, because it's got all the soft all those little slices, yeah, yeah, it's really creepy. But yeah, yeah, so an MRI is like a more detailed image than an X-ray, and an X-ray is usually like mostly like bones and not as much soft tissue. But right. I don't know. It could have been, like, mm-hmm. one of the solid images from the MRI, but, like, printed out instead of, like, yeah. on a computer. <laughs> Maybe. I did watch, like, an episode of uh, I Didn't Think I Was Pregnant, or I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant, whatever that show's called. Terrifying. And I'm pretty sure there was at one point, it was, like, in the 70s, and they, like, x-rayed this woman's stomach, and they were like, don't x-ray a pregnant woman, by the way. Like, don't do that. Yeah. It's a big let's no-no. just shoot it into that. <laughs> Yeah, you're also, like, not supposed to get an MRI when you're pregnant, too. Like, a lot of times you have to do, like, a test, like, a dipstick test beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a nice little soliloquy by Scully, and this has Chris Carter's fingerprints all over it, so you know this is one of his rewrites. <laughs> but I do really like the uh, cold open. I think it's really nice. Um, and she's talking to, she's kind of like, this is probably, like, her journal entry that she wrote to Mulder. I, I l- obsessed with the idea of her just like facing death and be like oh my god Mulder it's not your fault if I die <laughs> like her first concern is like no I need to make sure he knows <laughs> because he'll think it's him <laughs> um but she her my favorite one of my favorite lines from is in this soliloquy the uh, a faith shaken and strengthened by your convictions that's so mm-hmm. cute I love that I could once I saw that there was multiple writers for this episode, I immediately knew Chris Carter wrote all of these freaking poetic diary entries yes. that sometimes hit and sometimes miss for me. 
fully agree. Like this one hits and then the other one, I'm like, shut the fuck up. There's one that is just <laughs> awful. Annoying. I know we hate the same one. Oh, we do. We do. And then hoping you will forgive me for not making the rest of this journey with you. Wow, I'm really going to go through it this episode. It's like, as someone who loves angst and loves Mulder and Scully, like, yes, of course I love the cancer arc. I forgot so much about this episode. I probably haven't watched it since 2014, so it's been a while. And it was very <laughs> emotional. Yeah. It, it really is, yeah. So we have Mulder walking. Oh, we have the credits. And then we have Mulder walking to the hospital with a, a bouquet of flowers. Scully being like, can you meet me at the oncology ward? He's like, okay, yes, I'll bring flowers. <laughs> Honestly, one of like the only times Mulder's intuition is good. <laughs> He's so good in this episode. It's kind of unreal. <laughs> also with his acting, like David Duchovny has been doing great acting season four. And I legitimately like pause the episode to look up if like he had gotten a new contract in season five. Like, is he just trying to like in his last year, like... Last year of his contract, just really trying to, like, juice his numbers, you know? <laughs> Go for that Emmy as well. But I don't think so, because I think they do, like, typically, like, three-year contracts and then renegotiate. And I know his contract came up in season seven, so maybe... I don't I don't think he was in mid-contract. He wasn't about to hit free agency, is what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, but he he's doing great work. Seven is his last, and then he shows up in eight, nine... The, only the end of nine. Yeah, right? the end of eight. It isn't. Yeah, just the last episode of nine. Wow, it's not nine like at all. That's why it's so hard for me to rewatch nine because it's like not good and there's no Mulder and I'm like a double. Y'all can't do this to me. <laughs> I can watch bad episodes or ones with like ones and without not Mulder. Really I can't a lot of do Scully both. either. Well, it's more like the other two. Not really. Yeah. 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 It, yeah. It's hard. Which I don't really hate Doggett or Reyes, but... They're not Mulder and Scully. <laughs> it's kind of... Yeah. And, <laughs> and I feel like they have this sort of thing where they're trying to make, like, a romantic thing. I'm like, Reyes is clearly lesbian. Like, can you just leave her alone and let her pine after Scully? Like, shut up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, she has nothing for Doggett other than, like, friendliness and kindness. <laughs> anyway. This is very weird and minor, but I was, like, kind of surprised that there were no automatic doors at this hospital. Like, because automatic doors did exist, but, like, yeah. I guess it was just older. I'm like, why? You're just so used to automatic doors. It's weird to, you know, go to something as big as a hospital. It's just, like, let me pull open this door. Especially, like, a hospital in D.C. Yeah, like, I was just going to say, they're in D.C. A big hospital. <laughs> the president <Yeah>. lives there. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine them, like, they, I'm sure they had automatic doors for the ER, but just, like, trying to, like, have someone open the door and, like, wheel Reagan in. <laughs> just, like, with, pull, someone has to hold the door. <laughs> someone get the door. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, prop it open with a nearby rock or something. <laughs> Please keep this in the episode, Jimmy. <laughs> I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about it. <laughs> and Scully is looking at her little scan and Mulder and just his he's got his boyish look on his face and he's got his flowers and he's just like, hi, Scully. <laughs> 
and his uh, I stole these from a guy with a broken leg down the hall. <laughs> he won't be able to catch me. <laughs> He just he just knows like the healing power of his like quips and he's just trying to like use that to heal her cancer, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not working, but no. he's trying. <laughs> <sighs> but Scully tells him that she has a mass on the wall of her sinus cavity. And I say that very unsure. I did not write it down, but I'm like 99% yeah, it sure. Was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's like yeah. Between her brain and her sinuses, so it mm-hmm. could push into her thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Frank Spotnitz had to ask, I can't remember if it's his brother or brother-in-law who is like a oncologist, mm-hmm. or no, he's a neurologist. So he's like, mm-hmm. hey, like, uh, what cancer could I give Scully that like makes sense? And this is what they came up with. <laughs> yeah, it is like pretty rare and weird and random, you know, here. Yeah, and like she could still work with like minimal... Mm-hmm like fatigue and stuff but this is such like this is such a fun and interesting maybe not fun isn't the right word but an interesting look at like Mulder and Scully's relationship in a way we really haven't had before because like they've been on like death's door but like this is (laughs) this is like kind of more serious than like the usual stuff yeah and so it's a very it's very tender for from both of them there's like a there's like a a gravity to finding out that either you have cancer or that you might have cancer that is like different mm-hmm. than like other deadly diseases. Um, yeah. 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 And also Scully saying, you're the only one I've told. Mm-hmm. Like, of course she told Mulder before her own mother. That is such a Scully <laughs> thing is. to do. <laughs> like girl, come on. Right. We'll get back to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll still get back to that. Um, and then Mulder's like, well, is it treatable? And she's like, no. Like, and it's just, this is so like Scully's like stern, like mm-hmm. wall that she puts up. And Mulder's just like, I refuse to believe that. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Of course he's like, he doesn't accept, the- he said, I don't accept that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His, his like contrarian shit extends to like Scully's <laughs> lively, like her life. <laughs> Yeah, it I makes like so much sense. How she's basically just like, I'm going to die. And he's like, I don't accept that. Like, no, no, just <laughs> I, I no. don't think that's true. <laughs> I can, I can fix that's anything. That's also me watching. <laughs> yes, we, right. we're all molder on this day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Be like, no, you can't. <laughs> but the little smile it gives her, she's like, for as many times as I've told you that. <laughs> right. I'm sure of it, <laughs> like of what's going to happen to me as you will have been about anything in your entire life, Walter. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he's just so like, no, I need to like such an action oriented kind of guy. Like, he's like, I will fix this. I will find out what happened. I will find a cure. Cause to him, it's like not, it's not a natural occurrence in the fact that like he believes that the implant or her abduction gave her this cancer. So if it was given to her, a, a cure could be found because it's, it isn't like natural in that sense. But Scully's like, no, there's like nothing more natural than cancer mm-hmm. is her viewpoint. And, like, also, this is her life. Like, she mm-hmm. has to face this more than Mulder does. Right. She's also, like, definitely putting up a wall here and is, like, terrified. Mm-hmm. She's not really processing it yet, which is totally fair, too. It's definitely mm-hmm. kind of like her, like, doctor science brain kind of putting up this wall in order for her to actually be able to, like, move and, like, do anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So then they go to give the news to Skinner. So we have Mulder and Skinner finding out before Scully's mom. Uh, <laughs> before anyone. Mulder and Skinner. Yeah. It's so Scully's very like matter of fact, like giving them and she's like, this doesn't change anything. And Mulder's just like sulking in the room. Like he's got his hands on his hip. He looks like so pissed. <laughs> and and Skinner's like, okay, like, are you sure you don't want to like get this treated? Like we can we have contacts with like the best doctors in the country. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to do something about this? And she's like, no, I'm going to actually go investigate this. My cancer. <laughs> <laughs> They're so nuts. I love them. Of course. <laughs> she is not well. <laughs> but this does, um, for anyone who forgot, it does point out that like, they found out about the cancer. The cancer was laid, laid out in Nisei 731. When Scully met those women from Allentown, who all were abducted, had implants. And they told her they were all dying. Um, so, we're back in Allentown. And they go to Betsy Hagopian's house, where Scully went in Nisei. But Betsy has died, and so there's just a realtor being like, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about aliens. <laughs> And she doesn't even want to, like, let them in. She's like, uh, who are you? Mulder's very, like, looking at his holiness badge, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a very nice moment where, like, when she finds out, like, when the realtor tells them that Betsy died and Scully kind of, you know, is, like, seeing a glimpse of her own future. And Mulder kind of, like, butts in because he's very sensitive. Mm-hmm. He's actually being sensitive for once mm-hmm. and paying attention to her emotional needs. Right. And so he does, like, jump in before, like, <laughs> Scully spirals too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, yeah. he, can, he can be good when he wants to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. When he tries. <laughs> yes. He's like, okay, my partner has cancer. I should really put an effort into this. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mulder picking up the phone and hearing the dial tone, like, oh, my God, what a throwback. <laughs> Or not the so dial funny. tone, but like the modem. The modem noise. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. And he's like, a fax? Someone's on the computer. I like that those are the two <laughs> options. Like, number one, someone is trying to send a fax. Number two, someone is accessing the computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thought. Fax. I, I I used to help my mom out in her like her office and so I remember, like, picking up the phone and just, like, hearing that, and I'm like, okay, that's a fax. Let me just, like, hang up. So, like, it's a fax. Just, just so, just so wild. Just, just such a throwback. Uh, but someone isn't faxing. Someone is remote accessing the PC to download files. And Mulder's, let's get a trace. They get that trace so yeah, bad. They really do. They really do. <laughs> I'm like I'm like can I guess you probably could trace that but I don't know it's very like now definitely you could trace it but then I'm like yeah. I guess you could but that seems weird to me I guess it's just phones anyway they follow the trace and they go to an apartment where one Kurt Crawford lives and Scully rings the door and Mulder goes around back and of course, the guy tries to flee out back, and Mulder tackles him. So, like, Mulder has him on the ground, and Scully's nose starts to bleed, and it's just like a reminder of her cancer. 
and Mulder's stop. like <laughs> such such a like a sad look at his face and her just be like I'm fine <laughs> it's a really good uh, scene actually I really like this because like Mulder's kind of just like you know like he's got the guy to the ground and then all of a sudden he switches to like oh my gosh are you okay and she's like don't acknowledge me <laughs> She's like, yes. <laughs> Don't perceive me, please. So great. <laughs> God. This this show, like, this episode solidified the, like, very, like, I already knew in my soul that, like, Scully is the, like, worst person to be sick because she'll, like, mm-hmm. refuse to receive any help or anything or just be like, no, it's fine. I got it. Like, yes, of course, that's how Scully is. Like, I knew this before this episode, but this episode I was like, yes, of course. I also think, too, like whenever you do get sort of a like life altering diagnosis like this, like you do want people to just treat you normally at first. Like you don't want people to like kind of be walking on eggshells or like, you know, like constantly worrying about you. Like you're just like, just treat me normal. So like that is definitely like Scully right now. And I, I totally believe it. Like, mm hmm, mm hmm. And we have like a scene of Scully in the bathroom, which is trying to wipe her bloody nose, and it's just not really working. And like Mulder knocking on the door and being like, Scully, are you all right? And it's just like, oh my God. They're really, they're really coming for my throat this episode. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're like, bitch, you said you wanted angst. This is what we're giving you. <laughs> Shelby's Shelby is that like, you're that like, oh no, I'm in danger, me. <laughs> this entire yes, episode. I am in danger. But also I'm excited, you know? I'm I'm in danger, but also I'm like I do love the angst. Uh, Laura and I just rewatched uh, Army of Ghosts to Doomsday. Talk about angst! <laughs> oh my god, yes! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we were being I've been served angst like all weekend. <laughs> so good, <laughs> going through it. Yeah, really going through it. When Scully comes out of the bathroom, Mulder catches him catches her up on what he found it from Kurt. He's a member of Mufon. All the women Scully met, except like one is dead. It's just, it was like, this was like a year ago. And like, there were like 15 women in that room, like horrifying. It's not looking good. Yeah. And it, they all died of brain cancer. And, and it's just like, oh, God. Is this brain cancer or is this head cancer? Sorry. That's me being very, very, uh, dida- no, not didactic. Oh, uh, pedantic. Yeah. Pedantic. Yeah. um i guess it's i don't know it's in your head i think it would be head cancer cancer. because it's not technically her brain but it's a tumor in her sinuses anyway it's not important (laughs) now it is now we know we made a whole deal of it yeah but also um, your brain (laughs) (laughs) yeah um the guy who plays kurt saying hospital instead of the hospital just always cracks me up because like it sounds so weird to me as an American, but also like when we choose to use articles and when we don't is also very bizarre. <laughs> if you think too much about it, like the hospital, but you don't really say the school, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Wow. But I, I did one summer after during college when I had nothing to do. I watched like so many hours of Bondi Beach and they're like Australian. So so many like hot lifeguards be like, do you need to go to hospital? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> if I go to hospital, like what's going on? That does sound anyway. really funny. I don't know why. <laughs> but then go to school doesn't. Right. That's go to so school weird. is normal, but go to but hospital. Like, why, why is it like hospital? the hospital? <laughs> um, then go to the school would be weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. 
Wow. A lot to think about. Yeah. <laughs> much, we're, we're, doing, we're doing so much learning and growing together. We are. <laughs> but then Mulder, like, pulls Scully aside, and he's just like, okay, like, this is a lot to process, Scully. And, and he's, like, he's very gently, but kind of very seriously saying, like, this cancer was given to you. Just really trying to, like, gently let Scully know that, like, this is actually, like, really messed up. <laughs> like, beyond just having cancer, having cancer that was given to you. And she is right in denial because mm-hmm. this, this woman loves to deny things about herself. <laughs> so she's very much like, no. But, like, yeah, like, I mean, getting defensive about this makes sense. Like, that's horrifying that you're just, like, a pawn in someone's game. And, like, beyond, like, being abducted and having whatever you know happen to you, like, then you have cancer. And it's like, what the hell is this show? It's, like, something like this is different than, like, oh, like, my body just developed cancer because that's what it did versus, like, I was exposed to something or given something that gave me cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, two very, very different situations, like, yeah. physically and emotionally, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, she's in the second category, but not fully allowing herself to believe that she's in the second category, even though Mulder... Because then she's a victim. Right. And, like, that can have, like, its other sort of sets of feelings, right? But, like, I think Mulder is actually doing a really good job of being, like, no, like, this is actually super fucked up. Like, like, being gentle about it, but also being, like, firm in the fact that, like, this is not her fault. Like, this is not just Mm -hmm, her body mm -hmm. doing this to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Mulder points out there is one woman alive, Penny Northern, mm-hmm. and as as Kurt said, she's in hospital and it doesn't look good. <laughs> I don't know why that's entertaining to me endlessly, but it is. Uh, <laughs> um, and and Mulder's like, "Well, you can go talk to her," and she's like, "About what? What it feels like to be dying of cancer." What it's like to know that there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And then Mulder's like, like, just go as an investigator. Like, you don't have to be, you don't, you don't have to expose this personal stuff about you to her. Like, just ask her what she knows about it. You know, like, mm-hmm. she's a witness. Get what you need to know out of it. And we'll figure it out from there. And Scully goes to Penny Northern, who recognizes her because um, she was abducted at the same time. And she visited her and calmed her down while she was being abducted and Scully's like no I've never been abducted in my life no right <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually I'm sorry woman I have no clue what you're talking about she's like you must be thinking <laughs> of sorry to this woman. someone else <laughs> yes yes could <laughs> be walking down the street <laughs> yeah no you must know me from somewhere else mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh but she tells she tells Scully that her doctor wishes he had caught it earlier because maybe he could have, you know, cured her or put her cancer in remission. So this is when Scully is like, okay, maybe I should treat my cancer. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this doctor can help me, uh, Dr. Scanlon. Right. And so Mulder and Kurt are looking through finally cabinets at, uh, I believe it's, I don't know if they're at Kurt's or Betsy's. I think they're at Betsy's. I think they're at Betsy's. They snuck back into Betsy's. Mm-hmm. And Scully calls, and Mulder's like, "Oh my god, I found so much information. I almost have something. Like we're we're so golden, we're Gucci girl." He and she's like, "Ashley, oh go ahead." Oh, so he's doing that <laughs> thing where like 
she calls him and then he answers the phone and just starts <laughs> going off on whatever he's excited like to tell her about, <laughs> forgetting that she's the one that called him because she <laughs> needed to tell him something. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, she finally interrupts him and she's like, no, I wasn't. I wasn't calling about the investigation. I do need you to bring my bag. And also, she's like, also, you do need to call my mother and like tell her that I have cancer and that I'm in Pennsylvania. And she me? needs to bring some stuff from my apartment. And it's like, Scully, that is so rude. Like, that, that may is, be the rudest thing you've yeah. ever done to Mulder, making him call your mom to tell her that you have cancer. Like, <laughs> she couldn't do it. Right. She couldn't possibly. She's like she's like pawning the worst task off on Walter, and he's like, "Okay, sure, yes, I'm gonna be a supportive partner in this, and I will call your mother, who I only call when bad things happen to you, and I will give her more bad news about you." Right. This is not gonna be traumatizing for your mother in multiple ways. Sure. <laughs> I'm just picturing like the same phone call from Wet Wired when like he calls her at, like six a.m. And she's like, what's wrong? Like, oh she doesn't God. even say hi. She says, what's wrong? And right. like, same thing happened. Anyway, he does because he's beautiful. But also, they have the, the very scully. This has to be written by Chris or mm -hmm. Frank because the other two don't really watch. <laughs> right. Mythology ones. But that I think we both know that right now the truth is in me. Truth is in me. I think it's a good line. But also, yes, that's, that's so Chris Carter. Melodramatic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they're like, oh, this show's not melodramatic. I'm like, what is that? Explain that then. In what case, is that? In case we forgot about anything about what was actually going on here, they just need to remind us that the truth is in Scully. The cancer that it's like is because she got abducted in the implant. It's like, yeah, we know. You could do like a drinking game where every time they say truth, like you just just finish your glass and you're totally blasted. <laughs> But Mulder's very nice. Like, I will be right there. And slamming the file cabinet closed and his jaw clenching. Why does that do so much for me? I don't know why, but it does. So much. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> also, he just, like, leaves. Like, Kurt's like, oh, where are you going? And he just... <laughs> yeah, he just no bounces. Way, just okay. He's like, no, I gotta go. <laughs> you, you can catch a trespassing charge. I don't care. <laughs> But he doesn't catch a trespassing charge because he does, like, immediately get killed. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, my question about this is, do we know... I have no memory of, like, the killer. Do we know this person? He yes. is, like... He, he's shown up before. Okay. I don't... Okay. I think on IMDb, I think he's credited as, like, gray-haired man because they love to give syndicate people, like, adjective oh, okay, gender okay. kind of thing. So he just, like... He just shows up to kill people. Basically. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, a cigarette-smoking man okay. goon. He showed up in, um... Okay, okay. Was the one he was in? Um, he beat Skinner up. Oh, was it? Uh, I when he had the tape. Yeah, I don't remember or, the episode name, but yeah, he and like Skinner like threw down in like a stairwell, and like he really beat Skinner up, which is like super impressive because like Mitch Pelagi is like really fucking like ripped and like is always like kicking people's asses. Well, that's because they had one of them. They had that one that killed yeah. Melissa, like holding him back. But yeah. no, I think this guy was, I think he was there when they threatened him at the cafe or whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, he's he's been in a couple episodes. It's like some sort of goon, lackey. Okay. Um, but I always like, I'm always like looking at him like, 
has he been in this before? <laughs> I feel like he has. But Scully is asleep and wakes up, and she sees, like, this sh- weird, shadowy figure, and it's Dr. Scanlan. But, like, the way they shoot him, it's like, okay, he's back. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Like, let's just cut to the chase here. <laughs> um, And so they're talking about treatment and stuff, and, mm-hmm. and he's, like, he's not being condescending because he, like, it, it was told that she is a doctor. So he's like, well, you probably know this. Yeah. You know, you are a doctor. You're an intelligent woman. So at least he's not a dick, you know? He is probably involved in, like, making sure she dies. Yeah. But he's not mean about it, you know? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Other than the inherently mean thing of making someone die. Right. Minus that. (laughs) And then Maggie shows up, and she's very, you know, a very frantic mom vibes when she walks, understandably so. Yeah. And she says, like, oh, I drove instead of taking the shuttle. And it's like a three hour drive. And I was like, why are you bragging, Maggie? Like, I do that on the reg. <laughs> like, that was my commute for years. Like, I'm not right. impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, I can never remember. I know, I never know if it's said explicitly whether Maggie lives in DC or Annapolis. I know Scully was born in Annapolis. So they used to be based there. So I don't know exactly where she lives. They're but really I feel close like it's to in each a- other, Annapolis. though. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, it's three hours. <laughs> Scully's, I don't have any experience being sick. First of all, that's a lie <laughs> because you were in a coma. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also such a Scully thing. It's like, I don't like being sick. I don't like being like I mean, taken care of in that way. Doctors are the worst patients. That is true. Yeah, exactly. So true. But Maggie very nicely, like, waits for the doctor to leave before yelling at Scully. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so she yells at her, and she's like, why did you not tell me the second you found out? And Yeah. (laughs) So many good points made by Maggie here. Also, like, Scully actually never told her. She had Mulder tell her, like, (laughs) Like, if that was my my mom, my mom would have laid into me. My mom would have been so pissed. Like, Maggie is in the right here. She's so, yeah, she is so in the right. But it's such an emotional thing. Because, like, she's like, you're my only daughter now. And it's like, damn. Yeah, and she doesn't, I mean, anytime I think, like, your kid is sick, even whenever they're an adult now, you know, it's like, you still, Mm -hmm. they're still your kid. Like, you don't want your, your children to suffer or be ill or even, you know, die. Mm Mm-hmm. We can also take this moment to talk about the deleted scene of uh, us finally seeing Bill Jr., Scully's brother. The one brother we see because we never see Charlie. Um, they cut hit, they cut this for time, but he is he visits her and he is very awful. What to her. awful! <laughs> like. Awful I've never dude. seen that. That's awful. It's awful. I'll I'll include it in the show notes the clip of from yeah. this. But he is like he he just kind of tears into her like like you're the reason our sister died. Like oh my god, this, now you have cancer. Like what? Yes, it's like you should have been a doctor. Yes, <laughs> I mean you should have. Like why were you an FBI agent? Wow. Yeah, it's probably yeah, good. She's they, like, they that was not my that. fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um i like how it's like maggie 
totally in line, her brother totally out of line. Yes, yes. Like, he has, like, some points. Like, not any of, like, the stuff where he, like, directly blames her for, like, killing Melissa. Like, that's very fucked up and wrong. Mm -hmm. But, like, he has, like, some points, but, like, that's not the messenger you want to deliver, like, good salient points. Right. Um, But, yeah, he is, like, (laughs) you were supposed to be a doctor. You are supposed to save save people, which (laughs) I, like, this, like, weird flashback of, like, uh, as a kid, I really wanted to be a doctor, and so, like, I get so many, like, weird comments from family sometimes where they were like, oh, you were going to be, like, a doctor and rich, and, like, I'm like, I knew by high school I was, like, too incompetent to be a doctor. <laughs> See, <laughs> this has been long dead for years. I don't I, know why I'm getting this energy. <laughs> I had the weird thing where, like, everyone thought I wanted to be a doctor, even though I didn't. <laughs> And then they were like, mm-hmm. oh, why don't you want to be a doctor? And I was like, I'm not comfortable having that kind of like level of power over other people. And they were all like, mm-hmm. what? And I was like, have none of y'all actually considered the responsibility in like patient relationships <laughs> that it is to be a doctor? And then we get to the part that I know Laura and I both hate where she's getting, <laughs> I guess that's radiation treatment, right? Um. Oh. Yeah, so <laughs> I have a bone to pick with like yeah, I wasn't sure treatment. exactly what this yeah. So that would have to be radiation. Okay. With like the cage <clears throat> over her head, that's not chemotherapy. Chemotherapy yeah. is intravenous. Yeah. Um also mm-hmm. generally you do chemotherapy to do sort of like a wide systemic target and then you do radiation on more specific tissues. Like you do usually finish like all of your chemotherapy, especially if this is like your first like diagnosis with cancer, and then you do radiation after mm. because both of them at the same time is like too, 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 way too much because they're both obviously very damaging. Um, so that mm-hmm. had to have been radiation. It just looks more impressive. Um, but they reference it as chemotherapy later. So I don't know if like this doctor is just like really trying to kill her fast and is like doing both at the same time. <laughs> Just doing everything. Plus, he also mentioned doing like targeted gene therapy with P53. And like, I will give credit to the show. P53 is real. Good job. Um, P53 um, is the guardian of the cell cycle. So it's what allows your cells to properly divide and die when they need to die. Um, and cancer at its most basic level is your cells not dying when they should die. So it's a cell that's not properly going through the full cell cycle. Um, so like doing that as a targeted gene therapy makes sense. But again, you would do that after like you wouldn't do that at the same time as like chemo and radiation. You wouldn't be doing all three at the same time. You, mm-hmm. you would be waiting for someone to also like heal because it's very intense on your body before you would do something like any of that. And usually you do like targeted gene therapy or chemotherapy or maybe like a little bit of chemotherapy and then a break and then a targeted gene therapy and like then radiation or something like that. Like this treatment plan doesn't make any sense, but yeah, Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. put her in this like impressive looking little like radiation. Like they have this like thing on her head. So her head you need to stay still. Yeah. It's just, it's very, it's a better, it's a better shooting. It looks like, better on TV. It, it's, yeah, it's better on TV than like her being like in, intravenously given something for like hours. Just sitting in a chair. Yeah. 
This is okay. Do we think Scully is the kind of person who takes up reading while getting chemotherapy or like fiber arts? Like, does she crochet or like cross stitch? What do y'all think? I don't know. Depends on how it makes her I think feel. No. <laughs> like, is she gonna get sleepy? I, I feel like she's no. not gonna read. Right. But I can see her like trying to crochet or knit and like being bad at it. <laughs> that would be actually really cute. Her trying to take up like knitting. And like it being kind of like a really bad project. I'm trying but... to manifest this. Someone please write a fanfic. Yeah. I think the <laughs> five really would be do when she gets chemo. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but yes, this speech is very annoying. It's not fun. It's, it's not cute. Factually incorrect. Yeah. Like I hate, I hate, hate as like, I hate when they like, as, like, ascribe human emotions to like a biological processes like when people call cancer evil i'm like it is a biological process there is no sentience like feelings i i don't know what you're getting at it is it is terrible and it's awful but it's also like but it's just doing it but it's not doing it like to be malicious it just is and it's also the speech is, is romanticizing kind of like the struggle and the pain of like having cancer and going through treatment mm-hmm. and being a cancer patient. And it's disgusting. Like mm-hmm. it's like a lot of the whole, like, and like, I kind of get those vibes from like Penny Northern, right. The other patient, yeah, she like sure. kind of plays in that. She has this kind of like, she kind of has that vibe too, which is like fine, but like mm-hmm. for just her, but then like this speech is like really bothersome to me. And like, cancer is not a dark stranger. It's your own cells. Um, yeah, it's not an invader. Also, it's your own cells. <laughs> it's literally with, like the most you it can be. <laughs> this speech, like if if you like listen closely enough, you realize that like Chris Carter is writing it mm-hmm. as Scully, Scully is like trying to like relate cancer in like a language he understands, and the like he it's she bad. calls it like demon possession. Yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure no. Mulder is like smart enough to understand the concept of cancer without right. you being like it's it's science is demon possession. As soon as I heard this, I was like, Chris Carter, <laughs> you were never seeing heaven. Think, this is the worst thing I've I think ever I've heard. Zoned out. I don't even remember anything she said <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's literally so just mute goofy. It. Let, me check. Let me see if I wrote anything about it. It's just. It's very cringy. No. It's very bad. It's <laughs> factually incorrect. It's just the worst Chris Carter writing I can ever imagine. Just, just like cancerous science is demon possession. It's just gonna haunt me till I die. I made this like, like what the fuck when I was like watching this episode. I was watching it in the other room, and I like made this noise, and my wife was like, "What's going on? That's your annoyed voice, <laughs> or your annoyed sigh, or something." And I was like, "Oh, I'll get into it." <laughs> Um, but he, he does finish strong in that, like, the last thing Scully says after all that nonsense is, um, and if the darkness should have swallowed me as you read this, you must never think there was a possibility or some secret intervention, something you might have done. It's like, that is very, like, she is going out of her way to be like, because she knows Mulder's going to blame himself. Right. Like, if or when she dies. Because, right. I, I mean, she is immortal, in my opinion, so right. she cannot die. But right now she's she thinking she's dying, so... <laughs> But yeah, she's just like, just trying to comfort how like destroyed she knows this is going to make Mulder. Right. This is like, if you think about it, this is the shippiest episode we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really, they're really exploring their emotional feelings for each other. Yeah. It's like really ex- exploring, I think, like dedication to each other. Like not that they didn't have mm-hmm. it before, but like, yeah, like Mulder's dedication, like to her as a person. Mm hmm. 
Isn't there some study that shows that like men leave their wives when they're like terminally sick, like a fifth of the time or something? Like a it's lot. Really difficult what? being a caretaker. Oh, okay. For someone who yeah. has a terminal illness. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know about just the a, study yeah. and like, it can just, it can take a really hard toll on relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised. Or cheating. Right. And like, sometimes yeah. too, it's like. What, what was the, the politician that did that? Newt Gingrich. He left his wife who had cancer. Oh God, really? Uh, Cause I would new. totally believe yeah. that. That is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. He's awful. <laughs> he really was like. <laughs> wow uh and then wasn't it like john edwards was cheating on his wife who had cancer john edwards i remember the that john edwards familiar. thing because it was like so this is a <laughs> yeah like mid-2000s the john edwards thing yeah because it's and like, just built different right well like i think a lot of like terminal illness or something like that can like really expose the like faults in your relationship that were there before but they weren't as like mm-hmm. big of a deal and then you have to deal with something mm-hmm. so much bigger than that that it kind of just like can really mm-hmm. take a toll on relationships, right? But yeah, yeah, and like it is a huge financial stress, especially oh, yeah. in the U.S. Like, yeah, and that alone, <laughs> you know. And it can be mm-hmm. like such an emotional stress too if you have like young children at home, and like mm-hmm. you have to take care of them too, and like they're kind of having to deal with all of the trauma of it as well. Yeah, it can be a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's really shitty. When men leave, of their course, Mulder's built different. Wives. He's he's so ride or die. Like this man, he has four friends, and he would die for all of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mulder is like breaking into fertility clinic, and Kurt Crawford's there, which we saw the other Kurt Crawford die. So there's that tension of like we know this is an alien, but Mulder doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to hack in. And Mulder sees a snow globe, which the snow globe is a reference to there's a town in Alberta, Canada called Vagreville. And the little egg in it, the snow globe, is the Vagreville egg. And it's uh, a Ukrainian Easter egg. Oh. Uh, which I wouldn't have given much thought to. But I became obsessed with a snow globe because in the um, commentary, Frank Spotnet said it cost $2,000 to make <laughs> custom. Holy shit. <laughs> like, you couldn't just find another snow globe? Like, what's what? going on here? They couldn't, <laughs> that means just, nothing to anyone. So that's why this episode's no. lit really weirdly sometimes. <laughs> no, I think that's... Cut cost. I think that's all in Rob Bowman. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just likes to, like, shoot dark sometimes. But right. yes. <laughs> they could have put this in daylight, and I was like, I can't see anything. I don't know what's happening. I know. Exactly. Shelby's mentioning some things, and I'm like, I couldn't even see that on my TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like she talked about Mulder like doing something when he got off and I was like, okay, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. this is how I know that y'all haven't experienced a show in the sense that like you've been on Tumblr and like seen all those like high quality gifts kids make where they like actually like the show well, you know, and right. like all of their nuanced <laughs> facial expressions and it's like burned in your brain. Right. Because uh. <laughs> I don't think I would have noticed the jaw clenching otherwise that was it yeah i was like yeah sure so specific <laughs> i'm being called out right now and i don't like it <laughs> but also like what's va- what is so special about vagreville that like needs a special snow globe i don't know i don't know if it's like are they trying to do a reference to easter egg by making the snow globe an easter egg well, when it's, it's also a, a literal clinic, Easter egg. There's an egg. 
Oh, that's true. Oh, I, 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 think I fucking hate that. I You're think right. It's as deep as that, Shelby. <laughs> God, Chris Carter. $2,000. I mean, it's not So, were all heaven. of his add ons, this rewrite the script that he did, were they all the, sh- all the annoying parts of it? <laughs> yep. Loris nodding. <laughs> and um, we have Scully having a flashback to being abducted and then Penny comforting her. And Penny even has, like, the same Mulder refrain of, like, mentioning the abduction, which Scully mm-hmm. still refuses to acknowledge. And she was just like, I can't hear this right now. Right. Penny, I'm very <laughs> sorry. I can't. I'm being, I'm repressing on a level that, like, few have seen before. She is so relatable. I love to repress shit like this. Like, oh, my God. Yes, girl. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you got, you got to repress like- <laughs> it to move on. <laughs> this is, I'm just, like, to repress everything like it's not even not even if it hurts me i just no i don't I care didn't happen <laughs> all of my embarrassing no moments actually didn't happen y'all i didn't know if you knew this but i've never been embarrassing in my life <laughs> <laughs> but yeah she like has this rare cancer still refuses to believe that she was abducted and this cancer was given to her and then we have a very sad boy Mulder moment where he is lurking in skinner's office and he's like okay i'm ready to deal Give me cigarette smoking man's phone number. I will call him and I will do whatever he wants for to save Scully. That's how desperate I am. And Skinner is like, you can't do that. <laughs> he says, you can't ask the truth of a man who only deals in lies. So oh true, my Skinner. God. Zinger, zinger. That's a good line. Skinner's like, you can't sell your soul to him, Mulder. <laughs> but. Yes, I can. I will. I will. <laughs> I love Skinner. Skinner's a real one. Scully has so many boys in her life that will do anything for her. (laughs) I truly believe that Skinner loves Scully because, like... Yes. I Yes, yes. Muller's shocked and pissed, but kind of, like, lets it lie. He's fought Skinner so many times that he knows he's going to lose. Like, there's something to do. He'll kick your ass. Yeah. But he goes through his backup plan, which is the lone gunman. I feel like I say this every time, but I feel like we haven't seen them in forever. I know, they're so good in this episode. But I think we genuinely haven't seen them in a while. I don't think they were in the season four opener. I don't think so. But it's also, like, it's nice because, like, you know that they would mobilize for Scully, too, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And they're, you know, doing their little thing and they find out some information, but they need to, like, actually go to the facility to learn more. (laughs) <laughs> and Mulder's, um... I'll pick out something black and sexy and prepare to do some funky poaching. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and then Cigarette Smoking Man and Skinner meet in the basement office. And it's always, um... Frank made this observation, too, but it's always weird when the bad guys are in the basement office, you know? hmm It's like, you're not supposed to be here. Right. And Skinner makes a comment about how Cigarette Smoking Man takes the elevator up to work. And Cigarette Smoking Man's just like, do you think I'm the devil? (laughs) I love that. So good. But I do do love when Cigarette Smoking Man gets these like little zinger lines. Like they're Mm -hmm. always fun. So Mulder and the Lone Gunman are breaking into the Lundberg Research Facility. (laughs) And, and like, this is kind of what I mentioned earlier, where, like, it feels like there are totally different shows happening. Like, we have a thriller spy show, and we have 
Scully like contemplating her death at the same time. <laughs> and so right. very much is like, okay, so this is written by like somebody else. <laughs> like this is me going home on the weekend trying to churn this out in two days, kind of. This is what you get. <laughs> mm-hmm. But somehow it still all works for me, I think. I don't know if y'all had any opinions on it, but... I liked this part. It was fun. I did. Yeah, I love the funky poaching. Yeah. And buyers get sent away to like tell Scully, because they find out Dr. Scanlon works for this research facility. So Byers has to go talk to Scully. So Mulder is on his own wandering around this facility with Langley and Frohicki unlocking the doors and like some sewer tunnel they're in to like access yeah, electronics. <laughs> Incredible. I don't know how they made a sewer tunnel, but <laughs> Yeah. And we have um we have Scully another voiceover from Scully in her journal entry to Mulder. And Penny isn't doing too well, and and Scully is kind of, you know, seeing what she is going to be in, you know, Mm -hmm. a few months in her mind of, like, this is is what she's looking forward to. And she's just like, well, it brings me a lot of comfort that you're out there, Mulder, and you're looking for your own reasons. And, like, it's really, really like, giving me hope. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. I love this. (laughs) Absolutely obsessed. (laughs) While walking around the research facility, who does Mulder see? Kurt Crawford. Kurt. So now Mulder knows that they're aliens. But they're nice aliens. Because they're They're hybrid aliens. And they were conceived by all these women. They stole the eggs (laughs) of. They're our mothers. Oh my (laughs) god. (laughs) Jesus Christ. This sucks. Yeah. I hate this. Yeah. Not not that I don't think there's an interesting story to be told about like body autonomy and like right. the fact that scully was like medically raped but chris card is not the one nope. to tell it yes <laughs> absolutely no, not that we y- y'all know this isn't gonna go well nope. <laughs> y'all just know it isn't gonna go well uh so of course it won't but at least this barely gets touched on in this episode so i don't have to get that pissed yet that's my future um but this this is like a lot of this is like visuals from other episodes because the mm-hmm. tanks were from the early wire flask mm-hmm. from season one and then the little boy in the tanks that are like young kurt crawford is the little boy from heron Vogue that like samantha Mulder was with um so we're kind of things are gelling things are coming together yeah for like a, a sort of light mythology episode they're they've got they've got some good threads at least coming together mm-hmm. you know exactly yeah like you know, there's some coherent, like, right. women are being abducted to have their eggs stolen to make alien-human hybrids that we keep seeing. That is a thread that makes sense within the context of the show. And then, of course, we find Scully's eggs, and Mulder takes one of the four vials. <laughs> just one. I would take all of them, obviously. <laughs> right, why don't you just take one? Also, like, just, what the fuck, dude? What is this weird, like, liquid nitrogen filing cabinet? like i get it looks good but it's just like yes there's that's not a good way to keep cool cool i don't think like drawers well and no and also like because like it's usually liquid nitrogen kept in tanks and it's also Mm -hmm. like the test tubes are being stored on their side you would probably (laughs) want to store them vertically because like 
you're going to, you, you know, you're deep freezing them. So then they're going to freeze right. all, all weird, like with like the top being like the side of the tube instead of the top being the top of the tube. I don't know. It's, I don't, I don't understand the storage man. I'm a lot of what, what looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, how are you going to see the label if it's upright? Right, <laughs> right, you, right. You, you want me to turn my head and read Scully D. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he um he does take some of her eggs uh, as like a trophy or whatever. No, I actually know what happens with them. <laughs> he just but that's a couple seasons. <laughs> puts her her ova in his pocket for safekeeping. Yeah, like just take what all is, of them, Mulder. What like does he I do would... with them because they don't stay cold. That's the other thing. He he keeps them in his pocket for hours. Right. They're going to start thawing. And then I'm supposed to believe in season eight that like he got them into cold storage in time. No. No. I, I No, I, I refuse to believe no. that. No. <laughs> I've done cell tissue culture. I refuse to believe that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's just in your pocket. Just, yep. Sweating all over them, probably, in his leather Ooh. jacket. This does introduce another plot point I absolutely despise in that we find out Scully is infertile because of this egg harvesting. And it's just like, I How? I understand the concept of everyone drawing their line of like what they do to Scully. Like there's, everyone's line is a different spot. I can see people being mad about the cancer stuff, right? But I think it narratively makes sense and I think it's good but the infertility stuff just sucks it just sucks chris carter sit me down and explain to me how just yeah why? how and why yeah yeah why it just also do this also like why did you think y'all had the range you don't have any women on staff no you like, cannot handle writers, this topic you, no women writers like you how are you supposed to tell a nuanced story about like fertility and about motherhood and no. What has been taken from Was Scully? There never one woman writer. Well, there are never? like I don't know if there are any like staff writers. Uh, I think maybe just there's, people have written like individual episodes. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah, um. I knew the number was low, but I didn't know if it was zero. <laughs> <or not. laughs> no, I think like before. I think like before season I I seven, it's like list. four or five <laughs> women that have written episodes, and then Jillian oh, got to write and direct her an episode. <laughs> Four or five, and none of them dealt with this. No, none of them were written for the like. Because mythology's always been Chris, uh, and then sometimes Frank. Yeah, it's just I don't know if there were any women staff writers. Oh, I found the article, <laughs> and you know what? What's annoying about the eleven of two hundred eighteen are written by women. <laughs> I bet at least four of those are from the revival, which I feel like barely count. You know. Not the revival. Oh, yeah, that does not count. count. No, that does not count. Like, We're talking about original run here. We're talking about exactly. whenever someone in that room made the decision to also yeah. make her infertile on top of giving her cancer and everything else. Especially whenever like she has expressed previously yes. that she would want children, and then also they take her child away from her. Yes, and also you have to consider that like the the women writers are like Jillian Anderson. One of them is Jillian Anderson, which like yes, that's valid. But like you're on the fucking show. Of course, you're gonna be able right. to write an episode about it. And one of them for the revival is like Glenn Morgan's wife. And she wow. is a good episode, but like, <laughs> I also think that barely counts. <laughs> Not to disparage either of those women. I think the episodes are right. good. It's just like different. It's different mm -hmm. than like, <laughs> anyway, it's, yeah. 
we will have this will be an ongoing conversation about how annoying they make all the decisions about like scully's womanhood like please bring back glenn and james they're the only ones i trust to talk about this in an interesting way (laughs) but Mulder then he had lost contact with the lone gunman and he gets contact back and he finds out that security is in the building and he actually has a fleet and the guy who killed kirk crawford is chasing him down um (laughs) just like the very typical like action seat of like Mulder waiting for the door to unlock and the guy just like shooting at like a glass that I guess is like bulletproof or bullet resistant yeah Yeah. it's bulletproof bulletproof doesn't mean actually like (laughs) bullet bulletproof like you can break it down (laughs) right right he manages just in the nick of time to get through the door and not get shot (laughs) and Mulder sprints to the hospital room and scully's not there and he reads a little bit of her her sad diary entries i would be so embarrassed if oh anyone read my diary <laughs> oh, no, no 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 like oh no. boy and um he goes out and um he of course is like his his move is to like yell at a nurse he loves to yell at nurses <laughs> he has no respect for our hardworking nurses very fucked up it's like she's not supposed to know like how is she supposed to keep track of like every single patient in the hospital every second yeah he's like she's on her room she's like she isn't i don't know where she is at. and he gets mad at her and it's like okay i'm not keeping tabs (laughs) on your partner like 24 7 like can you just chill i got like eight trillion things to do my note my note for this is just all caps calm down (laughs) (laughs) he's never been calm in his life but Byers finds him and is just like okay no she's in here and he like, she's in she's in there with Penny, and Mulder kind of looks at her because he just read this like diary entry where she very much feels like she doesn't feel like she has much motivation. Like this is her her journal entries are very much like this is a tough road that she's facing, and she's really down in the dumps about it, like understandably so. And so I bet Mulder is just like, oh fuck (laughs) like how close to death is she and then he kind of eavesdropped her talking to penny because penny's like you have to you have to have the strength to fight this dana Mm -hmm. and she's like i do i do i will i'll beat this and so then she's with uh penny until she dies at like 5 a.m at no point did mother take this time to go put those eggs on cold storage or anything (laughs) they're degrading these lukewarm eggs you have in your pocket. <laughs> he was cooking those eggs in his pocket. <laughs> he really just had them in there and it's just like, that's fine. And Scully emerges because Penny has died. And he's he he such like a like embarrassed boy vibe of like, uh, well, when I couldn't find you, I read some of your journal entries and she's just like I didn't want anyone to read those. I did address them to you specifically, Mulder, but I didn't want you to read them. <laughs> Jillian's delivery of that was like so good too. It was like yes, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, so I feel like I'm watching like two teens, like mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to have like an emotional conversation. <laughs> um, but she is like you know people. Um, you know people live with cancer. Uh, I I mm-hmm. can't you know. I gotta just, you know, live my life. There are things I want to do. 
things. But um, <laughs> but I, I did find it amusing that, like, right before she told Mulder that, Mulder again addressed the fact that, like, this cancer was given to you. Something happened to you. There's a cure. <laughs> Scully ignoring all of that. <laughs> She's like, I will beat this. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In a normal cancer <laughs> way, not because this was given to me. <laughs> and um, the Mulder's line of, uh, you will find it to save yourself, um, has a very uh, better call Saul, uh, you don't save me, I save me vibes. I just want to address that. Oh my God. Okay. And they hug, and it's so cute, and it's such a good way to end this episode. Mm-hmm. I'm thriving. I'm levitating, you know. Um, and we get the very first forehead kiss, I believe. I'm like 98% sure, uh, that there's never been a forehead kiss before this, you know? It is very a tender moment. It's so tender. They actually had a, um, in very David Duchovny, Jillian Anderson style, there was an unscripted kiss that they did for the scene, Of course too. there was, because they're ridiculous. <laughs> My question about that is where did that come from, like... Online, it's only, like, the worst quality video I've ever seen in my life. Like, how did that get out? I don't understand. Was it on a DVD? No? I don't know. I don't I don't know, like, if the del- they had that deleted scene or not. But you're right that it is, like, such shit quality. <laughs> I could have sworn there was like, a good quality Like, it looks like one. it aired on TV and someone recorded a VHS. Like, that's how bad it is. So I- yes. It looks... I, I've seen like a few clips but they, of they like, love to do that. So <laughs> yeah, a few clips of like the dailies from like the X Files, and the, it it sh- they all look like shit, and it looks like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a maybe someone no just clue. Like, like maybe snuck out one of the, the box dailies. lot or something. <laughs> they were doing God's work. <laughs> Thank you, God bless. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> that reminds me of uh, when I was I can't remember if I mentioned this in that bonus episode we talked about like some of the online x-files stuff but there's like this one guy like in the community of like the uh the x-files fan community and he like he they would like beam the the episodes to like the stations and he somehow Mm -hmm. like had something that could like intercept so he could like pre-screen the episodes essentially so he wrote like descriptions of like what happens in the episode to like put them on the site and so it was like coming out like 9 a.m like Finding out exactly what's going to happen in that episode. <laughs> like, damn, this is like hardcore leaks. <laughs> I love that. Oh my God, that's crazy. That's some I love dedication. That. And so I just imagine the same thing, but like with this like forbidden kiss uh, clip that <laughs> someone stuck out. <laughs> it was beamed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the first forehead kiss, such a moment in history, so tender, so sweet obsessed with this love it so much nothing but good things to say about this um if they had like also included a kiss i probably would have died yeah so thank you for that (laughs) and Mulder calls and he he calls skinner to leave a voicemail because it's like 5 a.m and skinner picks up the phone he's like sir are you like in the office at 5 a.m and he's like that's none of your business (laughs) don't i love skinner (laughs) Don't mind your pretty little head about it, Mulder. Skinner says, I don't have to tell you. <laughs> and he is hanging out with Cigarette Smoking Man, making the deal. But Mulder was calling to say, thank you for for talking me out of making the deal, because it would have been a bad idea. And Skinner's like, yes, absolutely. Anyway, let me go talk to the Cigarette Smoking Man. <laughs> but yeah, that's the episode. And then we have our segments. 
And first up is Agent Mulder. Shut up, Mulder. Damn it, Mulder! Mulder! Our Mulder rating. Um, so I was gonna give him a point five because I do think he's incredibly <laughs> sweet this episode. But then I remembered the egg thing, and I'm like, okay, it's a one. Like one <laughs> adding a half because you just didn't take those to cold storage. Right. Anyway, Laura. <laughs> um yeah, I give him a six, kind of for the same thing. How? <laughs> oh, you he's know, so okay. sweet this episode. <laughs> so he is sweet, but like five is my lowest. Like, and I stand by my <laughs> conviction to never give him lower than that. I'm sorry, Shelby. I am like so stubborn. Oh it's just God. not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's also like, yeah, the like putting her eggs like in his pocket thing was weird. And I was like, <laughs> honestly, like he was so great this episode. But like that part, I just like didn't get. Um. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Shelby, but it's not happening. <laughs> I'm going to make it happen. I'm gonna go three, and my my three reasons are the eggs, yelling at the nurse, mm-hmm. and then also I sometimes there's like nothing more annoying than someone be like, "You can beat this," mm-hmm. when <laughs> when the reality is you can't. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though she can. Right. Um. Yeah. So I'm gonna give him three. Okay. I respect. Pre- he was that. good. Good he reason. Was. No, he was good. This, this I know it's it's been like a month, so it doesn't hit as much as like when I usually rewatch this. But like having never again, where he is like his absolute worst, worst, like deserves to be thrown into a dumpster, followed up with Momento Mori, a palate cleanser. Thank you so much <laughs> to the writers; they knew what I needed after Never Again. Oh, I needed I angst. that episode. Yes. Yeah, he's like a real big <laughs> asshole the entire time. He is so awful. Never seen him worse. <laughs> He's just like dicking around at Graceland and being mean mm-hmm, to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then next up, we have. So uh, this must be the enigmatic Agent Scully. Our sassiest Scully moment, Laura. Yeah. So Scully was, you know, dealing with it this episode. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't necessarily sassy, but Skinner, on the other hand, <laughs> oh, I loved him this episode. So I'm giving it to Skinner for his, um, at least he doesn't take an elevator to get up to work line. <laughs> Iconic, classic, so great. And whenever Cigarette Smoking Man's like, are you calling me the devil? It's like, yes, absolutely. He <laughs> is. Correct. Good job. Why lie? <laughs> um, that's hard. Because Scully's so sad. She really it's, is. Um, not yeah. a very sassy episode, yeah. <laughs> No, not really sassy when she, when she says I'm fine, Mulder. It's like a sad moment, but she's still like, mm-hmm. stop. <laughs> yes, yeah. Stop. <laughs> that that is a good one. Mine was it's not exactly sassy, but I thought it was like a really good moment. So I go into like shout it out. I guess I'm just using this as like a shouting out Scully moment segment currently. Yeah, yeah. It can be a Scully shout out. When she says about what, what it feels like to be dying of cancer. Yeah. Um, just like the one of like the most vulnerable moments we see of Scully in this whole episode and like maybe the whole show. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. It is pretty vulnerable later, but. It's a really good line delivery on Jillian's part, though. Mm-hmm. She is earning her Emmy. Yeah. Because I think also like yes. with Scully, sometimes we get like so used to seeing her so clo- like so closed off. Right. And like she is very closed off during this episode for a lot of reasons but then like that moment she's like not like her like fear is like pushing through right and i think that that's a really nice Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and so then we have... Welcome, you've got mail. Our 90th moment. And uh, Tori, do you want to go first? The facts, easily. <laughs> the, yes, yes. The, the, um, the, the, the dial the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's mine, too. That's <laughs> also mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did want to give a... Sh- yeah. I, I, I did want to give a shout out when they went to the computer and it's like, transferring files and they're like five steps and it's like checkboxes <laughs> by all of them like uh that's so funny and, and possibly the door the hospital door <laughs> <Right>. that opens <laughs> i don't know if that's 90s or just weird <laughs> yeah i was like i was so thrown i was like i don't have enough memories to know when like because i i'm like okay grocery stores definitely had like automatic doors by that point yeah yeah i don't remember ever having to constantly like open a door so <laughs> maybe this is like a side entrance or something. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> maybe even the concept of like having more than one door, like not having it. Cause now like hospitals are so locked down. Like half the time you can't get through doors um, mm-hmm. without like badges and stuff. Um, yeah. That's the episode. Uh, love this episode. Uh, I think it, it it feels like it like shouldn't work because it it was like so rush written and like it does in some parts feel like totally different shows tonally with like Scully and Mulder doing totally different things. But I really love it. I think that Cancer Arc is like a really interesting and heartbreaking plot that we get, but I think it has a lot of good with it because it it serves to like further uh, push Scully into this because like I mean she's always kind of been a bit more like dodgy and kind of like being like I've never been abducted so like some of the abduction stuff she has a, a vested interest in finding out what happened to her but also she kind of didn't want to find out what happened to her but with like the cancer she absolutely needs to find out what happened to her so it's right. more pulling her into the main story more giving her a reason to why she's with the X-Files still right and it does so much good work with like Mulder and Scully's characters and their relationship because like yeah like what is Mulder without Scully now after mm-hmm. four years like <laughs> how mad is this boy gonna spiral when this cancer right. gets worse very right. <laughs> yeah no I agree I think it's good because like the cancer arc does make it more personal for Scully because like she is largely able to kind of repress the abduction Cause like it is already personal, but not really. Like this is something that she can't just like push back, you know, and like keep back. It's something she has to actively deal with now. And so it, it does make her more, it does make it more of a personal thing for her. Like it's always been personal for Mulder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jillian earned that Emmy. Mm-hmm. Fantastic acting. She did. She was great. It was kind of funny. Cause when I was watching the um, Frank spot and it's commentary, he was like, it's like we we knew we were gonna get good work out of Jillian. She always does great work. She's great. Right. <laughs> which is like, but I was really impressed with David Duchovny, which I feel like is kind of like a backhanded insult. <laughs> it is. I didn't know really he funny. was up to like bullying his weight. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it's like you're so right, but like he's been putting great work in season four. Is a true MVP of the season. It's one of those things where I think they weren't sure how much David was gonna try. You know, yeah. Because like whenever he tries, it like it can work, but like the man does loves he to try it, in. right? Exactly. <laughs> he loves to in, right? <laughs> Where it's like, of course, Jillian's gonna try and it's gonna be great, right? But like, is David going mm-hmm. to? 
<laughs> yeah, David David Duchovny is the flashy receiver that takes plays off, and and Jillian is the 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 hardworking slot receiver yep. that never takes a play off. It's always running full speed. <laughs> um, yeah, great episode. Love it. Mm-hmm. Cancer arc a a plus for me. Some of the other can- stuff out of the cancer arc is a big thumbs down to me. But we haven't got to that yet, so when we have to talk about Scully's infertility, we will talk about Scully's infertility. But um, in the meantime, I do not see it. I do acknowledge it. It's not here yet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's that's everything. Um, If you'd like to... uh, Oh, Tori, you can follow Tori at whatever your ad is now. (laughs) Um, It's T-O-R-I-L-I-N-N-E-A Okay, perfect Follow Tori, <laughs> great follow um, And you can follow the podcast account At Condensed Truth uh, At Twitter Oh god, I'm I'm it. just <laughs> It's been a month it's been, it's been like a month I moved, I've had so many thoughts That are unrelated to this podcast It's been a month, you moved You started a Doctor Who rewatch Like that's the real thing. Like I, I texted Laura. I was like, "I'm so, hello, kitty." <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> but yeah, I um, I started rewatching Doctor Who. It's great. I love it, but it does emotionally drain me. Um, so I, I did text Laura. I was like, "I'm having a really hard time getting into the Momento Mori as much as I love it because I cannot stop <laughs> thinking about Ted and Rose." Right. This is a Rose positive <laughs> podcast space, by the way. I love Rose. I love, love Rose. that bitch. Rose is the best. I love I've, Rose. I've been in the trenches, like, arguing with people right. about how, like, Rose is actually good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Uh, not to name names, but... They know who they are. Uh, they know who they are. Uh, oh, oh, and if you would like to email the podcast account, it's condensedtruthpod at gmail.com. I guess if you would like to join me in my Doctor Who rewatch, you can follow me. I'm Swamp Creature, and then a second E at the end of Creature. And yeah, next time we will have Tori on again, and we will be talking season four, (laughs) episode 20, 420. Um, Nice, blaze it. (laughs) 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 We're going to be talking about small potatoes, and that's going to be a lot of fun. It's a very funny episode. And... I'm gonna. It's a blast. I I rewatched it kind of recently, and I just still cracks me up so bad. <laughs> I might watch it now. It's so good. <laughs> I'm so excited now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we will see y'all then, or hear hear y'all then, or not even hear y'all, but you will hear us <laughs> then. <laughs> and thank you to Tori for coming on. Yeah. Thanks so much. It's fun. Okay. Everyone have a nice weekend. Bye. 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 Bye.